Welcome to the latest episode of the High Ground Podcast. It is February, which is Black History Month here in the United States. So I wanted to do a panel with, uh, you know, a bunch of, of my beautiful fellow brown nerds. Uh, so we're going to have a great time and just uh, hang out right here on the High Ground. Hello, everyone, and uh, and welcome. Thank you guys for for joining me. Um, Thanks for having us. Yes. Yeah, yes. Thank absolutely. you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited because you know I did this last year, and I was like, I, I need to talk to all of, you know a bunch of people before uh, again. Um, I haven't had a chance to have two of you on here before. Uh, three when the other person joins. So I'm super excited to actually get to spend some time and, and hang out with you guys. Um, yeah, let's start. We're going to go around the room and I'm going to ask the questions. Uh, who are you? Where can we find your amazing content? And who is your first Star Wars crush? <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, you know what? We actually do have last person joining. Hello. 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 Awesome. Hello. Thank you so much for, for joining. We're about to just go around and give our introductions. So I'm, I'm asking everyone, uh, who are you? Where can we find your awesome content? And who was your first Star Wars crush? Um, and I'm going to start with uh, Snowbia first. Um, awesome. So I'm Snowbia. Uh, most of my stuff's on TikTok at Flannel Flannel. Um, I mostly focus on Star Wars and Mandalorians. And Outside of nerd stuff, I also write. So I have a short story out. Well, it's it's a flash fiction piece out right now um, in Chaotic Mer Merge Magazine, issue three. So check it out. It's called Fixations. Oh. And awesome. Nice. My first Star Wars crush. Um, I started watching Star Wars as a child. So I did not have any feelings towards anyone. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I watched The Force Awakens on my 15th birthday, and I was like, wow, Poe Dameron is the man I want to marry. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Respect. Uh, and uh, how about you, DePaul? Um, so my name is DePaul, or um, I go by Jedi Master DePaul. Um, you can find my content of Star Wars on uh, TikTok under Jedi Master DePaul. Also, um, we, I do a podcast with... Um, export gamer skills on youtube called uh the conspiracy cantina we are right now on hiatus because export has a new job so we're just trying to figure out a good time to get that going back up again um but yeah so that's where you can find my stuff um i'm also about to start well i have started a channel on twitch of her gaming but haven't really dived into that that much but yeah that's where i'm at with my content um and as for your question, who's my first Star Wars crush? <sighs> first Star Wars crush. Okay, so I was raised on the original trilogy, so mine is going to be um, Hut Slayer Leia. <laughs> <laughs> you know the original trilogy doesn't give us a lot of options. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm talking to P PG because there is one scene in Return of Jedi, but I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, I knew you were thinking Ula from the moment I saw it. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> that's that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and um, real quick, I was doing a shout out for uh, for Jordy Jedi. We've got Connor in the chat here. He's been a member of the hey. channel for for two months. So congratulations, thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, how about you, Onyx? All right, so. I just, I just like, um, I'm Onyx Artist 32. I do a lot of my content here on TikTok. Um, I also am a writer. I do writing on a web comic called um, Zedora Chronicles. You can find it on Webtoons and you can find, you can buy physical copies at inbeyond.com. Uh, and I've been doing that for the better part of a decade. I'm, I'm pretty old. Um, let me see. Um, my first Star Wars crush. Honestly, I didn't really have a Star Wars crush up until I saw Rebels, and then there was this episode of when Hera met her father, and her accent came out, and I was like, I'm smitten. <laughs> that was, I was like, I'm gonna marry that woman one of these days. That that was that was it. Awesome, I love it. Um, <laughs> we got uh, Darth Man in the chat it says has and always has been Ventress. All right. Respectable. And uh, yeah, how about you, Nidra? Hi, my name is Nidra. Um, I'm Nidra Loves Cosplay on everything except Twitter. Um, on Twitter, I'm Nidra Loves Jedi because of the character limit. Um, and my first Star Wars crush, uh, shamefully, no, no shame. We don't we do not do shame in this house. It was Anakin <laughs> Skywalker. And I'm going to say it with my whole chest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome hey understandable understandable uh there's there's i've seen a lot of thirsty yeah, we'll shop, all right we'll just we'll just leave it at that we'll just leave it at that um yeah and i apologize if, if uh for anyone in chat if this is seeming laggy um my, my speech should be, should be should be more than good enough so not sure what's going on. Anyways, it'll probably improve as uh, as the podcast keeps going. Oh, well, we got some <laughs> dark side divas. No shame. Anakin was cute for a reason. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, Saint Pat in the chat saying, "I gotta say, Padme in her pilot outfit at the beginning of Attack of the Clones." Um, yeah. yeah, for yeah. for me. <laughs> um. I, I'm actually, I'm actually with with DePaul. It's it's uh, <laughs> well, DePaul's real answer. It's, it's Ula, <laughs> the Twilight dancer, um, <laughs> in in Return of the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that a young Chaco was confused, but <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Bye. Um, well, awesome. All right, so today the, the panel is, you know, it's Black History Month. Uh, I brought on all these beautiful brown people, and uh, we're, we're <laughs> going to jump into into that and what it means to us and, and how we feel about it. Um, first question, lightning round. This this can go in Star Wars or outside of Star Wars, but who's your favorite black or black-coded character um, in fiction, just in general? Hmm. All right, so we can go a lot of places with this, but I'm going to start with uh, DePaul. See, actually, I had a, a difficult time thinking about this one because um, favorite is like, you know, that's like number one. Once, 
see most people will go with some ball to go for mace but actually no my favorite would be um billy d um good old lando yep great choice very smooth he uh, encouraged yeah. me to try colt 45 mount liquor for the first hey. time uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about you onyx i um, i'm not you might have to come back to me because for the longest time i couldn't think of anybody I, I really don't have anyone that was my favorite. Well, my favorite black black character. And it could be outside of Star Wars, you know. Okay. Or or just, just black coded. Oh. Um so for me to give you guys a little bit more time, um, I'm I'm gonna say this person was just black coded, <laughs> at least to me. But Martian Manhunter from, from mm. DC. Um That's a good one. Watching uh yeah watching the justice justice league justice league unlimited i was like that is that's my dude um that's who i want to be and you know i just i just just felt it uh how about you nidra um i'm gonna say um dion from clueless i think it was like one of the first representations of like a hyper feminine um like i guess sort of like what I wanted to be at the time because when I was a kid I was like a tomboy and when I saw her I was just like oh neat you can like be cute and and interesting and um also I it was I, I learned a few things about myself uh through that character <laughs> um and my attraction to her I was like oh wait like this isn't like I want to be besties with her I want to be her or be with her and it my phone's ringing oh my god <laughs> That's and so ultimately, really, <laughs> literally everything starts ringing up the phone starts ringing. Um, but yeah, no, ultimately she was just amazing and, and she sort of like gave me, um, I guess, representation for what um, a hyper feminine character could be while also still being, uh, I guess, not a caricature of that. Yeah. Sorry very, about what happened so. to Stacey Dash, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's stage that's back, back then, not yeah. maybe, maybe not right now. Yeah, not present. <laughs> how about uh, how about you, Sonovia? Um, I kept bouncing back and forth between Huey Freeman and Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's yes. up. Like, do I pick the eight year old boy or the alien dad? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how? Can't go wrong with alien. Those are pretty yeah. picks right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Piccolo is the only father Gohan ever knew. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, how, how about you, Onyx? Uh, anything popular? I think now, now that I thought about it, I have to say Static Shock. Okay. Nice. Like, I remember watching that. Like, at, that was during the time of like the Justice League Unlimited and Batman animated series and Superman. But I remember like being glued to the screen when I first saw Static because I was like, oh, like, he looks like me. And then I just kind of went down that rabbit hole. And that was that was my moment. He was one of my favorite characters growing up. Yeah. You know what? Solid. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Onyx. Because you just triggered something in my head. Green, the, uh, uh, damn it, um, Justice League Unlimited, the Green Lantern. Oh, yeah. John. John Stewart, John Stewart, because right? I remember when that first came out, I was like, wait, that was the first time I saw superhero representation, really, when, as right. a kid. I'm like, because that came out before Static Shock, so I'm like, whoa, 
a black green a black superhero green lantern is not black when is it when did this happen and that just <laughs> took me and i ran with that was one of my favorite series so thank you for that no problem <laughs> Absolutely awesome, uh, yeah. And we got got a lot of love in the chat as well. Sack Shock, best, best uh, DC ever did, um, and uh, B Dazzler got broke in the chat. Also a huge fan. Uh, Connor in the chat saying Monica Rambeau. Super excited to see more of her and the MCU going forward. And yeah, so it's I mean it's it's a good time. It's not uh, we we are. <laughs> We're going to be, you know, getting better and getting more and more stuff. But yeah, no, I I love seeing the the progress as we keep going. Uh, so yeah, jump jumping straight to, to the Star Wars side of things. What brought you guys into the fandom? Like all of us, you know, create Star Wars content. We talk about it a lot. Um, we all have different obsessions. For for me, it's a. Uh, it's it's just just going hyper into lore uh, and also you know a little little anakin slander on the side uh, every now and then <laughs> just joking <laughs> love the character love the character um but uh yeah what what kind of draws you guys in and also feel free to i, I call out someone on to begin with but feel free to, to to jump out and stuff if you are, are feeling the spirit you know <laughs> um how would you to paul how'd you get into star wars um, I think I told you the story before, but I, I love sharing this story because um, it's just it touches me so many so many ways. So how I got into Star Wars is I look. Luckily, I had a mother who was a nerd, and I didn't realize it was a nerd until I was an adult. But my first experience and how I got into Star Wars was one Wicked the Ewok. You know, um, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, Ew- Ewoks was what got me um, like hooked on Star Wars because when I was a kid, Care Bears were big back then. This is in the 80s. And so when I saw the first movie I saw was Return of the Jedi. And I saw those and like, that's a Care Bear. That's a live action Care Bear. What, like as a kid, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. I realized that wasn't a live action Care Bear. But what really hooked me was my birthday it was i think it was my uh, third birthday my mom said and it, it's a, it's a core memory because she had chewbacca some it was chewbacca big old walking carpet dude kind of my birthday because of star wars themed birthday and i remember that specifically he was just towering over he had big old gun wasn't a bowcaster but it was it was a gun uh, one of the the guns that the stormtroopers have and that just stuck in my my head like that whole thing, and I was like, I love Star Wars. Like between Wicked and the Ewoks and Return of the Jedi and all that stuff and the Force, I just it just it took me on a, a whole whirlwind of going to it and learning about it and just enjoying it. And also, you know, finding you guys on TikTok, realizing that there's such thing as a lore master, and that just really got me because I love the lore of Star Wars. Absolutely. I, also, so your, your story also makes me want to. Uh not fully announcing it because i don't know how difficult it is going to be to come into fruition but um i recently have now have the template to print out the the underlying shell of what will become black chrysanthemums um for for a cosplay so we'll see we'll see it's it's gonna be tough this person does a whole explanation on how to build all this stuff um but for some of them i'm gonna have to go off the rail so we'll see we'll see if i can pull it off what are you trying to do 
Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, how about you, Onyx? What, what, what got you? What got me into Star Wars? Um, I'm, I was, while he, um, the Paul was talking, I was trying to go through my memory banks because Star Wars has been in my life for so long. I'm like, how did I end up this deep into the fandom? Because I remember being a wee, wee little kid and my mom, she, like him, my mom was a big nerd, but she was more of a Trekkie. So, but I was drawn to Star Wars, the action, the X-Wings. I remember my dad getting me my first X-Wing and you used to press on R2's head and it used to open up the X-Wing and you could press the little buttons to make it, uh, make the sounds. So I had that thing well into my 20s and the batteries from the same day that we had put it in. So like that was my, <laughs> that was my favorite toy of all time. So I've been in the fandom for as long as I can remember. And obviously as I got older, like things expanded. I remember when I started really experiencing the expanded universe, my first expanded universe game was uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast. And then mm -hmm. I found out there's more types of Jedi and there's all this other stuff. And then it was a rabbit hole from there. I've just been in love with the series ever since. Absolutely, love it. How about you, Nisha? Um, so for also, I was connected to the wrong mic this whole time. I'm a mess, but I'm good now. I'm better. Um, <laughs> so, um, initially, I went my entire youth without getting into Star Wars. Um, and then I started dating a guy who was really into it. And I was like, I'm gonna do the fake fan thing. And I did the fake fan thing for a minute. And I was like, I love Star Wars. But I didn't really. I was just like, this is cool or whatever. I was really like casual about it. And then cut to um, about three years ago, I meet my current partner at a bar reading a Star Wars novel in a bar. And I was I like, like oh. already. all right. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And next thing I know, during the pandemic, um, I look up at the TV, I see Clone Wars, and I'm like, that little girl looks like me. <laughs> and I was like, who is that? And it turns out it's like Anakin Skywalker's pad a Padawan. And I was like, wait, he had a Padawan? He did this? And so then I got sucked into Clone Wars and then it 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 pulled me directly. I mean, God tier hyper fixation mode engage. Like I watched everything, consumed everything, became completely um, immersed in everything. And then eventually I started cosplaying Ahsoka. Um, but ultimately it was it was just seeing her and seeing someone who looked like me, um, that kind of was like, oh wait, there's there's me in this universe, like to some extent. And then I realized, no, God, okay, I'm obsessed. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I fully understand now how people um, fill in the gaps for, for Star Wars overall. And I never got that before. I always thought that was weird. And now I'm part of the problem. <laughs> awesome. It's a, it's a set of problem, it's a, it's a blessing, you know? Uh, <laughs> when uh, I first stumbled upon your content, someone's like, have you seen this person? Like, who? It's like, it's literally Ahsoka. I'm like, really? And then I, I looked it up and was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Ahsoka, for sure. Uh, awesome. How about, how about you, uh, Sanofio? Um, How did I get sucked into all this? Oh, my goodness. I think it started <laughs> with my dad. Um... This is gonna show you that I'm all very, very young, but my dad was super into Biggie, like obsessive almost. And there was 
so many Star Wars references in it. And I'm sitting here like, why is my dad just talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi? Who is that? Who's that man? <laughs> so I ended up like watching Clone Wars as a kid and being like, this kind of tells me who Obi-Wan is, but I need to know more. And I just kind of got pulled into it. It was like, this is my life now. I have to, it started with Obi-Wan Kenobi, like most things do. So. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. What, what what made you the expert, uh, the Mandalorian expert, or is it just season oh. two and three of Clone Wars? <laughs> um, I think what you call it. I did a project. It was like part of my senior project for my sociology minor, and I you had to like make up your own class. And I decided I'm gonna do the like sociology of Mandalorians. I love them. They're super cool. And I did an entire like layout and like lesson plans for teaching stu college students about Mandalorians. <laughs> and then I made a TikTok about it. <laughs> That's the coolest class ever. That's awesome. Right. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> Wish I could have been a part of that. Um, right. L17, uh, all, all roads always lead to Quinlan Boss. If you just say Quinlan Boss to him, it'll answer like half the questions that he's thinking. At any given moment, just <laughs> okay. So, all right, all of us um, have, I'm sure, experienced some interesting things here <laughs> in, in the community. Uh, so, I I uh, sent out kind of a list of things uh, I've experienced. Just curious to see if you guys have had similar experiences or if you wanted to share them. So, there's a few a few of these, and we can all just just kind of talk about it. Just um, you know, openly. But uh, so I asked, which which of these apply to you when, you know, you have white friends that say you're only technically black um, because of being nerdy or when no one in your family or friend group are share these interests or when you have to code switch depending on where you are or what you're doing or accused of acting white or having to prove yourself in the fandom. Um, any of those jump out at you guys? Oh yeah. I'll have this yeah. open. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll I'll start. Uh, I was called uh, I was called white girl by my family um, because I didn't have rhythm as a kid. Um, I got Oreo a lot, and Oreo, then I kind of yeah. took into the punk metal scene, and they were like the kings and queens of oh, but you're not like them, or you're so different. Like, you know, like, oh, you're just like a white girl dipped in chocolate, you know, like, and and also pretty for a black girl for so long. It took me so long to realize that's not a freaking compliment, you know? Um, and it was just, it's so, it's such a normalized thing to hear. And it wasn't until like fairly recent, well, fairly recently, but like, I think once I started like getting a little into like, post drinking age that I was like, oh, you know what? This kind of isn't what's up. This is what's, what's hot in the streets. I don't want to be this person. And so I uh, started learning a little bit about like, I don't know, uh, black people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the, like, I don't know, learning that uh, being black isn't something that like you're awesome and amazing and beautiful despite it's, it, it's all part of the experience. But that's, it just sucks that like, that's something you have to learn, you know. Yeah. 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 No, I feel that one. Um, yeah, I, I've experienced that before. Um, not from my family so much, thank God. Um, 
I I got the like you know <laughs> I got the Oreo. I got um you talk white. How <laughs> 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 do you talk white? I'm like, what are you talking about? What I talk white? <laughs> like proper? Like um English? Like I'm sorry. <laughs> um so i got the uh you're different you just have a different vibe like you're not like the other um everyone else i'm like well back then i like i didn't like i didn't know to take offense to it or what so i was like uh well, I, what do you mean um so no yeah i i i've experienced that um yeah yeah it's, it, it sucks but yeah and there's also like the desire to not like alienate anyone or like not alienate yourself so you don't want to be like this isn't actually a cool thing for you to say because everyone's like oh my god why are you being so dramatic so it's like you don't really want to rustle jimmy's by by saying like ayo chill but (laughs) you're like it's not that deep but you're like you know it it is yeah i'm gonna think about all night i'm all week all year i'm gonna think about this really and this is a throwaway comment to you you know so um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm at the point now that I totally just, I, I say it and I'm like, Hey, that's not cute, but it, it took a lot of unlearning to get there. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I, I definitely can identify with that because I didn't have a lot of black friends growing up and already I had a lot of not traditional black, um, I guess interests. So I was already on the outside when I went to school. So. I didn't have to deal with a lot of that from my family, but a lot of my white friends used to say like, oh, you're an Oreo or you're like, you're the whitest black guy ever, like because of the things that you like. And at the time I thought like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm different. I guess that's like a badge of honor, but like obviously older Onyx is like, no, that wasn't really cool. And I think even then it made me feel uncomfortable, but I didn't have a way to identify what I was feeling at the time. And I just kind of went with it. And like you said, you didn't want to, like ruffle feathers by saying like oh you know that's not really cool and because it makes me feel some type of way and obviously you would have got called dramatic and the whole nine so i just kind of kept it to myself but enjoyed the fandom because i'm like oh i have friends who like the same stuff as me so like if i just focus on that i can ignore these microaggressions so yeah yeah sucks i my experience was kind of weird because i grew up in a largely black neighborhood but we were all Caribbean, like majority of the area was Jamaican or Haitian. So being into like fantasy and Star Wars and stuff like that wasn't necessarily that, oh, you're acting white, but it's like, you're weird because that's not what we do. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and for a while I was like, oh, is, is it just me and my family? Because my mom's a huge nerd. My mom introduced me to punk rock. She introduced me to like Blade and Marvel and all this other stuff. And it was like, is my family just weird? Or like, is it me? So I spent all this time trying to figure out who's the weird person in the situation. Are these people just not understanding me as a person? And that there's a duality of being black, being Caribbean, and being able to like stuff that aren't stereotypically for us? Or is my family just weird and we're all nerds? Um, It's a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) And now I I went to a pretty much all black school too. And um, I was wearing fishnets and, you know, 
listening to punk and occasionally spiking my hair and people had like had to remind me oh you know you're black right like and i'm like you know no i'm i like what i like whatever and um i think that that experience has made me i think that that experience made it easier for me to get on board with the whole um you can be black and be edgy and like nerdy stuff and you know like if i think if i had grown up around white people and had the same personality it might have been a little different i might have been you know in that danger zone Um, (laughs) but fortunately i had black people all around me and that were supportive and encouraging and uh, just let me be my weird little self, I guess. And, you know, my mom let me listen to my devil music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, it's funny. Like it, for, in my experience, um, I, I grew up in Northern California in uh, Roseville area. Uh, oh. If any of y'all know, know where that is. Um, yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, one of four black people in my i've never had more than four black people in my school wow in any school and one of them was my sister most of the time so (laughs) so i always got that is that is that your brother you're like nah (laughs) is that one your (laughs) brother no is that your sister actually yeah Yeah, that that is. But I, I kind of share a lot of uh, Nidra's story because I, you know, grew up. I was always you know, my mom was a nerd. Um, introduced me to Star Wars. Uh, she was very into Star Trek and and just sci-fi in general. Um, I grew up skateboarding, playing music. Um, I I was always a uh, an emo post hardcore kid um, doing my thing, and. Um, snowboarding wakeboarding all that all that stuff but i still had both sides um on it because my my mom grew up in southern california and was like a a straight up valley girl and all this stuff my dad is straight from you know the ghettos of, of chicago and so his whole side of the family is basically the two halves of the family are very very different so <laughs> so I, I grew up you know with you know my dad giving me all this uh, motown influence and then my mom's favorite band being aerosmith you know i i kind of grew up on both sides of the of the track uh but for me this is just this is just me and it took me a long time like you guys were saying to unlearn a lot of this stuff because you know when you're younger that approval of like you're you're different or you're you know like you're better Mm -hmm. than most of the black people i've met is is kind of how it comes across Mm -hmm. and at first that sounds like a compliment it's not (laughs) it's it's not so uh but of course you know once you get a bit older uh you're just like yeah no not Mm -hmm. not dealing with you um I'm but excited to. I'm oh, sorry. I was. I'm excited to have a post-hardcore punk uh, emo friend. I didn't know that thought about you. That's cool. Oh man, yeah. My favorite band is 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 Thrice, but like I've I've been to, um, I don't know. Taste of Chaos and stuff was 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 my was my jam. Oh, look at um, you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So you going to when we were young, Fest? Oh, but my wife brings me the poster. She's like, have you heard of these bands? I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen Thursday and AFI and, yeah. uh, and Bring the Horizon. And like, oh, yeah, I've seen like 90% of these people. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to go to this again. <laughs> I went to Riot Fest last year, so I'm like, I'm good. I don't have to do the when we were young unless you know there's like a hookup or something uh but otherwise i'm like i'm chilling (laughs) now it's it's crazy how you guys are talking about that because um i'm I'm i was thinking and relating myself to all the like the nerdy stuff but i got the the alternative music too as well um so me i was actually born raised in oakland california so chocolate you're familiar with that Mm -hmm. um and I moved uh, around when I was 16 to a city, a town called Pittsburgh, California. And it was a little more mixed and diverse than, than Oakland. But um, what I would get a lot of the ridicules because I listened to all types of music and I listened to alternative. I listened to um, back then, who was it? Um, uh, lit. Uh, um, uh, did the Aerosmith and everything like that, but <clears throat> they would look at me like from uh, from our own kind, um, the black uh, black people in there. Like, well, and one of my best friends was white, so they was like, "Well, you, you know, you're black, right?" I was like, "No shit." <laughs> uh, yes, I, I know this. <laughs> this they do the sanity check, like you know, you're just you're wrong, like, wrong ten or whatever. Why are you listening to this music? Well, like, like I listen to all music. I mean, I was one of the few uh, people who actually had a car and license and did all that stuff like that in high school um and so i was known for that but i was on the golf team because it was just something's interesting like oh you should be playing basketball it's like i don't want to play basketball i can play basketball i don't want to play basketball <laughs> i'm six one um uh, as a freshman oh trying to get recruited by the, the coaches and everything they expected me to play basketball but i went for the golf team <laughs> so <laughs> Um, and I mean, I got made, you know, teased a little bit, but I, I looked at it as more of as now is like, I think they were more jealous than like, or envious. Cause it's like, I didn't go with the crowd of the norm, the norm. And I'm like, huh. But back then it hurt because I felt like I was, felt I was ridiculed, you know? So right. it sucked. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why like i loved finding all you guys in in this like wonderful space because it feels we because you you end up getting partially excluded from both sides you know i ended up um uh god who who was i seeing i think it was um i don't remember i i can't remember uh but we i go to this this you know this one show this one uh band playing um with my friend and she's she's a white girl and you know people are hardcore dancing all this stuff and we're just having fun but i keep getting these random people like coming up to her as if like why is that guy here or do you know him or is he like you know and i'm like yeah man like um, leave me alone (laughs) Yeah, I've been asked a lot at shows, like if I'm with the label. <laughs> um, one of my best friends' uh, band was playing um, with a hip hop group. Uh, so I was backstage and they were like, oh, are you with 
this hip hop artist. I'll tell you guys in private. But like, are you guys with him? Are you with him? And I'm like, no, I'm with the 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 rock band. Uh, and it was sort of like that happened a few times while I was backstage. You're like, oh, you're getting away from the rap section. It's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's, wow. not something, that's not what's hot in the streets. But yeah, um, regularly I get asked if I'm with the label, um, if I'm bored at shows. They're like, oh, this is weird, right? I'm like, no, I love this band. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, okay, so you just, so not to cut anybody off, sorry, but um, it was funny. So my wife is white, okay? And um, we just had came back. We went to Reno uh, a couple weeks ago when I was sick. I had got COVID in Reno uh, for my friend's wedding. And it was funny. It was like I was driving back home because she was tired. I said, I'll drive. And so I put on my Pandora and I put on uh, 90s hits, 90s and 2000 hits. So I'm just like jamming, you know, all kinds of music. And so uh, the, the song Creep comes on. And... I'm just like I, I I can I can sing that whole damn like every word by it's not that many words but I can sing everything to hit the notes and everything and so she's like not out and she wakes up and I'm just going in on it I'm going in on it and she's like <laughs> and the song song goes off she's like how in the hell do you know that song <laughs> I'm like and she because she's never experienced me and my alternative music because I really don't listen to music like that all the time so she's like I said well. <laughs> I had a phase in a stage that I listened to a lot of alternative music, and that was one of them. Though, so she's like, "Okay, learn a lot about, about you still after we've been together for ten years." Like, hey, gotta keep it fresh. <laughs> I wish you could be a fly. Just in the Hearing you just like run, 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 run. run. Oh man! <laughs> oh, I, I love it. Uh, and it, it always leads to just I don't know funny situations like that, but. Uh, I, I guess, so what what is it why do you think there's less of us in these in these spaces um you know how and how do we how do we bridge that gap um, uh, by doing what we're doing now there has to be more faces of, that look like ours seeing us so what we're doing right now is a great example of that because growing up I thought I was like one of maybe 30 of us. I didn't think there was a lot of black nerds who were into Star Wars or into certain things that I was into. Lord of the Rings, for example. Like I was like, I'm pretty much alone out here. And if I saw one, I was like, oh my God, you also are into this stuff? Like it was also, it was all very new. Like it's great to see it now that more people are coming out who are like, I'm a black nerd, I'm a black nerd. I'm like, oh, there was a lot more of us who probably all thought the same thing, like, oh, I'm by myself. So if we want to see more people in the space, we have to show that we're here, at least to me. No, I love, because <laughs> you saying that just, just reminds me of like, every now and then I'm driving somewhere and I would be like, listening to like the kooks in, in in my car and as i'm rolling up they're like all right we'll switch to, to hip-hop as i'm rolling up to this party you know what i mean like <laughs> i got it yeah you gotta you gotta, you gotta make sure. but that kind of goes to um you know what i was mentioning about code switching uh element seven you know my my dyad pep um in the chat told me the story of one of his best friends didn't know he was into Star Wars because he just never talked about it to that person, you know. And I'm curious on how many of us, um, be, because like 
for me growing up i also i also didn't know that black people liked anime now it turns out all of them do but i just, <laughs> we just never just never talked it never came up you know and so i'm curious how much if we talked about it what that would look like you know or if there's any of these places where you know they get avoided because we don't think there's going to be anyone like us there or certain things like that i'm, I'm curious what you guys what you guys think i've always been a big like if if i want to go to a show or something and i don't know anyone who wants to go i'm gonna go like regardless um, it doesn't just apply to just shows. It's like anything I want to do. If I can't find someone to do it with me, it doesn't matter. I'll go by myself. And I understand a lot of people aren't like that because that's scary and that's hard. And that's a difficult thing to push yourself to do. And I think there's just so much anxiety about sticking out as a person of color when you're in a space where it's a lot of people who don't look like you and you know you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb like everyone remembers the one brown person that was wherever you know like I, I don't know how many times back in the day in like college or whatever i would introduce myself or my like one semester college <laughs> where i would introduce myself like oh you know i'm the black girl who's friends with so-and-so like that was that's you realize you're just exposed a lot of the time and i work in stem um i'm a software engineer and so i've been training for a long time on how to exist in spaces where i'm uh, the odd one out and i learned that like you know some women in tech um dress down they'll wear like you know sweatpants and stuff to try to like not stick out too much and i'm kind of the opposite where i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna be full-on clown mode um, <laughs> I'm going to look like you're not going to know what to expect at any given moment. And I do that because I want to encourage other women and other POC to feel comfortable being their whole selves in this space where traditionally we don't feel like we can. And I make it a point to use AAVE in like our Slack channels and like all of that because I want to normalize that. And I think that's really important. Um, and I think that's a great way to sort of like welcome people in the spaces. I'm the co ER, I'm, I'm one of the co directors of a, an employee group at my company that um, focuses on bringing in people who don't have uh, computer science degrees. Hmm. So, hmm. like, illuminating the pathway and demystifying the pathway to a job in tech for people who didn't go the traditional route or don't have that traditional background that kind of stuff is really important and i think uh that's that's one way to kind of bridge the gap and get people into uh nerdier spaces not just like you know in like the fun kind of way but also in the kind of way that can enrich your life i couldn't have all this nonsense if it wasn't for that <laughs> that's dope awesome yeah, that's awesome I, I I love it, and I, you know, some of us, you know, had different experiences where we weren't, you know, where I'm I'm growing up, and I have to, you know, I'm paying the bills for my family and my grandma, so you know what I mean, like, so I'm limited in the opportunities because of certain obligations, and so I love to see that people opening opening the door, you know. Um, my own father works in tech, but he opened the door and then closed it promptly behind him as, as he walked. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. You that ladder right back up. <laughs> but, 
but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, oh. We're 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 moving up past that though. We, we have a we have a really good relationship now. <laughs> that's good. Exactly. Um, yeah, no. Exactly. <laughs> I uh, oh man, we have uh, as as soon as. No one was was chatting, and as soon as I, I, I just missed the chat, everyone's jumping up. Uh, I got uh, Camilla living for this conversation. Um, the sassy man reads. I uh, love the encouragement for people to just enjoy and love the things that they do unapologetically. And uh, this looks wonderful. It is wonderful. Yeah. But I think that I actually think that um, the pandemic is going to change the world for the good, and the fact that it's being inside for so long means that you're you spend so much time without outside judgment that everyone mm -hmm. just got weird, everyone just unapologetically yeah. dove into some crazy things, and yeah, we're all we're all weirdos now. So yeah, I agree. I, agree. I feel really bad for my extroverted friends because when they were like hey stay home for six months i'm like oh no in, in my room by myself no my books oh god what am i gonna do i was like i'm loving this and my extroverted friends are like i gotta go to a party i gotta go i was like i can't relate i, I so, can stay home all day and be okay <laughs> i have an extrovert and the thing that ended up saving me last year and also that kind of like got me started in cosplay was um emo night in texas um, was a, a a party that would happen once a week or like once a month or whatever. And during the pandemic, they made it streamo night and it became a Zoom party. So it was like, oh. yeah, so it was like a, um, like a DJ was playing and they would use the stream video highlight as a shot cam. And so like different people who had their videos on would get highlighted and they'd like either do a shot or dance or sing along to the song. And I made some amazing friends that mean the world to me now. We hung out IRL last year um, and, and it was just like a whole lot of like incredibly important. Um, I, I got all those little boxes checked as an extrovert. And then I also ended up finding something that like changed my life, honestly. Like, I, I don't know, it was, it's weird. I don't know if I ever would have had the desire to share something like cosplay with people who aren't me, uh, if it weren't for that group of people. And I think the pandemic has been really interesting in that regard too, that is sort of pushing people to try things and uh, inspiring people to try things. And TikTok has held so many people down mm -hmm. um, in a good way uh, during the <laughs> pandemic, you know, gave them a, a place to sort of uh, channel all that energy and that desire to talk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's funny that you say that, um, that, um, you wouldn't have seen yourself sharing your cosplay with other people because I actually use cosplay to be an extrovert because um, I am an introvert. <laughs> I've always been an introvert. And the first time I actually was able to cosplay, the first time I cosplay outside was at my job. We had like some big like, superhero things. Oh, my boss, actually, that's actually how I got my first Jedi costume. I, um, well, my boss is like, oh, he bought one. It didn't fit him. He said, you want it? I said, hell yeah, I want it. Give me I, I put it on and got the whole get up and I took it. He's like, you look good, man. You look you look real good. I was like, all right, cool. So I kept it. And then um, and it was people I work with. So I was comfortable, comfortable with them. And everybody's like, oh, you look good. But Force uh, uh, Force Awakens, I actually went, um, took my lightsaber out there 
and I saw some people cosplaying, like you know, actually was dressed up and everything. I was like, that's dope. Like I was like, that was so right. dope. I said I could never do that. Like, I, I have so much respect to you guys, and so. I start getting into marketing and uh, uh, networking, all this stuff like that, and start like really like it's like well, I had a different mindset shift, and I said, and to, so the last Jedi, I was like, I'm gonna dress up and go. Uh, I called the, the um, AMC. I was like, hey, can I do this? They was like, yeah, you're fine, you can do it. I was like, all right. So I said, I gotta use this to get out my my my, my comfort zone. I was like, so I'm out there. I didn't care what people was thinking. I have my lightsaber, uh, that one over there, and I'm like dressed up full suited and booted everyone loved it it was just like you know people say oh this is this you look so good it's cool i was scared crapless (laughs) 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 thank god it was cold because i would have been sweating like a pig in a slaughterhouse (laughs) (laughs) it's it's funny because like this stuff it um because it works on both sides for both extroverts and introverts like myself being very introverted, um, the pandemic didn't really affect me. You know, it's like, it's like listen, I used to go out a lot, um, but that was that was to find my wife, and I found her. So like, it's, it's, it's just it's, it's so noisy out here. Like, but when your situation changes and it's no longer a place where people are like forcibly taking your energy away. Well, now you can actually choose where where to put it and where to channel it, which has made me, I don't know, more friendly, more talkative and stuff like that, despite being an introvert. Uh, but yeah, I really relate to that, that story to Paul because I'm, I'm the guy that, um, like, I literally know how to play a guitar because I didn't want to talk to people, like, at gatherings. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and and do this because I'm, I'm a drummer by, by trade um oh cool yeah no the, yeah he's right it's a triad <laughs> uh how about you uh Sinovia? um i don't know like i just feel like the tiktok community that i found myself in helped me make friends like i've always been the person who's like oh i'm friends with these people because i'm friends with someone they're friends with and it's gotten to a point where like just being on tiktok and engaging with other people it's like no no these are my friends i know these people because they know me they don't know somebody that i'm friends with and it's i'm an introvert i love being locked up in my room and not having to go anywhere but the fact that i can still also reach out to people and be like yeah I like spending time with you. I like hanging out with you, even if I don't have to like go outside to do it. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm just a little thankful for this, but like this <laughs> is <laughs> the silver lining, you know. Yeah. Yeah. After spending so much time like alone, I'm like, all right, I guess I guess I'll put on pants today. <laughs> uh, no, I. Uh, <clears throat> Kamala says it's been hard for extroverts, but shout out to Star Wars TikTok being a godsend. Um, and it's funny because it's it's led to things. You know, I've gotten to hang out with with Camilla in real life, um, with Camilla and Xanthi and Element Seven, and hopefully we'll uh, get to see all of y'all at Celebration because I will definitely be there. So, someone um, sort out tickets because I don't even know what's happening there. I need tickets. <laughs> 
Nope, no, no one does. I'm starting to get worried that I would get pushed back or changed again, but we'll we'll see. Uh, even if I can't get tickets, I'll still be there. So oh. <laughs> I get out outside. He's like, I'm going one way or another. <laughs> um, so, uh, what do you think? Um, how do you think we're, we're doing, uh, at least in, in Star Wars and the Star Wars community, with? Uh, the representation that we have and um, is it is it good bad or and how can we do better because obviously there's always room for improvement um okay so i think about this all the time because i've started reading the high well i haven't started reading the high republic i'm i'm pretty far into it and the uh. representation that you see in those books is perfect compared to like the movies and the cartoons yes. and like the tv shows because there are queer people there are brown people um and it's not made like a super point of interest like it's not a big deal and right. no. that whole vibe of being allowed as a brown person to exist in star wars and not have it questioned is the best mm -hmm. however that does not unfortunately translate to fandom <laughs> Looking at you, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, no, what are they doing over there? Yeah, yeah I, they're just—they're a bunch of babies. Like it, I'm sorry. It just—it—it it, it tilts me so bad because I'm like, you guys will just go out of your way to be miserable for the dumbest things, like the things that are actually canon, right? Like, like or. Where it's like, well, there's no such thing as this character. I was like, oh, all right, so maybe it's just an added character. This doesn't change the writings that he did. It, it, it's so minute. Just relax. Also, uh, really, all this for Tolkien? Like, yeah. really? I mean, like, think about it. Like, we're, we're thinking about him as a person, right? Maybe, maybe let's not hold on to his like thoughts and beliefs so close to the chest, right? Like, maybe we should right. be able to, like, remix it a lull for the 2022. I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> like, people tend to forget that. I, I think um, the, the I, I don't know, the, the token, basically the, the people who own his writings, and they weren't happy with The Fellowship of the Ring when it first came out. That was not a movie they were wild about. Yeah, That is one of the best movies I've seen, so... I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. Just enjoy it. And obviously, people are not going to watch it. They're, they'll complain about anything. This is the people who are complaining about what's happening in Lord of the Rings, I assume, are the same people who were angry when they saw Finn as a stormtrooper. Like, stormtroopers can't yeah. be black. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I, I go yeah. away. Shoot. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that, even to this day, like, I was like, oh, are you serious over a stormtrooper? I was like, like, like right. where did this come from? Like, I, oh, I was like, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, did we just have it? Like, yeah, we had uh, uh, Samuel Jackson doing the Mace Windu. But I'm like, seriously, a stormtrooper? Like, I didn't. I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Now, I think so. I'm really um, happy about TikTok being a thing. So, one of my things, and I've kind of been sidestepping making this video. Um, is basically about how everyone likes to say the Star Wars fandom is toxic. And I think it's kind of like not anything to do with the source material, but it's a direct byproduct of 
the Star Wars is for everybody thing. One of the first things you learn in ethics is what? You can't please everybody. There's always going to be some sort of, there's going to be people who are disappointed all the time. So Star Wars is for everybody doesn't mean all Star Wars is for everybody. It means there's something in the Star Wars universe for everybody. Mm -hmm. exactly. the, the struggle with the movies is that they often try to like make that a literal thing and they try to make a film that appeals to the largest amount of people possible and they overthink it to the point that they end up alienating fans. TikTok is awesome in that you get to curate your own space. You get to curate the people that you see in your Star Wars bubble and the opinions that you have to hear and interact with. And I think that's what's been really cool about being able to find Star Wars TikTok or the side of Star Wars TikTok that I'm on um, because it's a bunch of really smart, really hot, really talented, really interesting and funny people. Um, and a, not a whole lot of the toxic, ashy, like literally the only time the really ashy opinions end up on my For You page is when someone like, stitches them. That's it. Oh, she called them ashies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. Like, Just dry and unseasoned opinions. They don't come on my For You page very much unless someone's stitching them to drag them. And I love that. You know what? I've noticed that too about mine. I, like people, are like oh, you get this toxic fan. Like I've had one person say something once, and this is like almost half a year ago, and I chewed his ass out, and I haven't had nothing else come up. Like I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, whatever, I guess. So when somebody says something negative, I like, I've always been, I, I've always been big and tall, so I've always been the one who will take the blunt of the punishment for somebody. It's like, what's up? You want, you want to come on, <laughs> bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, like when I first got into Star Wars TikTok, I was part of the ashy, unseasoned people for a little bit because I wasn't really wild about the Last Jedi, and I think I even had an interaction with um DePaul at one point when we were talking about that. Yeah. And then running into Chaco and Elements and JJ. And then eventually just re-watching the sequels and having a better understanding of what I was looking at. I was like, I think it was me. I was going in there with expectations that wasn't really, they were never canon to begin with. And I kind of evolved from there. And I was like, I, I, I think it, I think it's me. And I think a lot of people are still stuck in like, this is not my Luke Skywalker. This isn't my Star Wars. But they're gonna fight and claw, but I'm gonna make it happen, y'all. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna give uh, some media literacy tickets out to this family. Uh, it's gonna happen, man. I believe in us. I just, I know. I like people are so close. I just made a video about um, the mod squad or whatever, like the little kids uh, in Book of Boba Fett, and it's really interesting seeing people once they have to think about why they don't like something kind of scramble to find the reason that is one of my favorite things to do in a debate ask someone and ask yourself this is something i plead to people all the time when they engage with media because yeah it's just star wars right but also yeah. you can learn a lot about yourself based okay. on how you engage with stuff like that so if you say i don't like this the the mods why well, they're just annoying. Why are they annoying? What specifically about them annoys you? They're too colorful. They're too clean. Too colorful and too clean for what? For tattooing. Look at it. Yeah, but they're a counterculture. Their whole thing is to create an antithetical uh, aesthetic to whatever is around them. So, like, why does that right. bother you? And then Say he went again. to 
examine that, you realize it's because you are in the sort of like bubble of this is my Star Wars. My Star Wars looks like this and feels like this. But an overarching theme of the Book of Boba Fett is aging, um, moving on, um, realizing that the things you once did and found um, power in doing will not work forever and you will have to adapt with the times or get left mm -hmm. behind. And the, the mod kids are a, a shining example of that. Mm. You gotta yes. let the past die. Kill it if you have to. And, and I think they missed that whole damn thing. <laughs> I really, I really do think. I'm like, did y'all not watch the? Like he literally said that through the whole trilogy, right? Right. <laughs> and he was on it. I swear, I, I was saying like it's like this is an open book test, and the teacher is walking by your desk and tapping your desk and saying, "Y'all, this is uh, an open book test. Check your answers. Check your answers." Tap it on the book. Right at your desk. This is close. <laughs> like look at highlighter. You need to double check your answers. I feel like it's it's literally that, especially when Cad Bane came in and literally said it. Like, y'all, please. Please, man, we can do this. We can do this. Oh, I believe in us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I think. I think there are also some aspects or some pockets that have probably gotten gotten worse. <laughs> but I love. I love seeing you know, the character development in in the fan base because there are a lot of people. You know, there was there was times where when I was little. Um, and I think this is why I'm able to love these things so up unapologetically is because I already stood out. So <laughs> what, oh. what is it like? I already stood out as, as the, the one black guy, like who likes Star Wars. So why does it matter that I'm the one black guy that, that likes the prequels when I grew up and everyone hated them? And I was like, I thought I was literally the only person <laughs> that, that enjoyed them for a long time. And yeah, I mean this this stuff is but I love love what you said because asking those questions it exposes a lot. I had a series of posts where I was talking about the Jedi and like how at fault were the Jedi with their own downfall. And people were going off and like, yeah, they're slavers and they they kidnap children and they're like and all this this like people were just going ham in these weird directions and like how they're the worst things ever and all this stuff. And I made another post. I said, given the situation, what could they have done better? And people were like, well, I see how they got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put those two together. Understand, you know. I, I know. I just, I just think it's it's so crazy how people are so fast and so quick and just like so easily want to tear something down but they can't come up with a solution on how something is going to be good or how to fix something or how to change something it's like the like what i always say about the last jedi is this like at first i was i was like eh, i didn't care for it my thing is like it's star wars i don't give a damn i love it and i'm gonna enjoy it but um i didn't care for it when i first saw it and the reason was because i watched all the damn uh theories and and predictions and and toxic people on on on, on youtube yeah. and that just really messed my whole like, like i was waiting and anticipating expecting something and it didn't happen i'm like 
Oh, that sucked. I didn't like this movie. And oh, then well. I <laughs> <laughs> when I went back and I watched it and with the open mind, like, hold on, let me watch this a movie and like, okay, cool, cool. But I still didn't get it until after I watched The Rise of Skywalker and then everything clicked because I didn't go in, I didn't watch no trailers, I didn't watch no YouTube things or anything for The uh, Rise of Skywalker. And I love the movie. I was like, this is amazing because I didn't have any expectations. And then I went back and watched The Last Jedi and I was like, wait, everybody's saying this ain't Luke Skywalker. This is Luke Skywalker because guess right. what? He, he, he literally said it. Oh, I'm Luke Skywalker, the legend. Right, right, I'm like, right. I'm like, you like, and then that just hit me so damn hard because on multiple levels. On one, being a man. Two, being a black man. Three, having that expectation that, hey, from your family, your loved mm -hmm. ones, you have this expectation to do this. Mm. And from society as well, I was like, oh, Luke, I love this Luke. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to carry this big old burden. And, like, people are looking at you and saying, like, okay, well, we expect you to do this. I can't do that. <laughs> what are you? Why do you expect me to do that? I'm I'm still human. Yes, yes. And so that whole thing made so much sense. And I was like, you know, people was like, well, why don't you like it? I was like, well, I like it. I actually love it because it shows the flaws in someone, the humanity of somebody. Who, and he's saying, hey, yes, I can lift giant rocks with my mind. I can do this with the force, but. I still fail. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> <laughs> it's if you said like this that. before, you should do it again. And you're like, I, I can't. That's not how life works. Like, sometimes you fall back into old habits. Yeah. Like, human, humans in general are cre creatures of habit. And going back and watching what Luke did, the true version of what he did when he was confronting Ben, it, it was in character for him because he mm. had that same moment, almost almost shot for shot, the same moment that when he was holding his lightsaber and looking at his hand, and he heard the whirls of the machinery in it when he had beat the piss out of Vader. And he's like, this isn't right. But at that point, it was already too late because Ben had seen him. And he was like, no, no, this wasn't how I was supposed to do it. So all of it for him was like, it was I, I did this. I was the catalyst. I didn't learn the lesson. And yeah. so that's why he took himself out of the equation. And I was like, that that's a real man dealing with some difficult yeah. shit. Like he he kind of messed up the galaxy. He was like, I I I learned nothing. I'm I fell into the same hubris as the Jedi before me. And oh. that's and beautiful. The vibes continue. Yeah. The vibes awaken in the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my echoes God. of what he becomes in that. And I'm like, it, it's all the, tied together. The whole thing is an allegory about aging and chronic illness and noticing your limitations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the Tuscans episode three is I have been working on a video for about that for YouTube, uh, YouTube for a minute because it's it's a it's a spicy meatball, but. Something that I think about it and I still stand behind, I think it was a good choice because it forced the fan base to reconsider what Anakin Skywalker did. Mm -hmm. To actually yeah. 
feel it. To feel it. You could say, it's, oh yeah, I killed a, a village of, you know, it was the men and the women, and like all the, whatever, fine, you could do that. You can say that. It, become, it can become a meme. We can laugh about it. Yeah. But like, ultimately, would you get to grow and hang out with that village and realize there are people who have like, you know, kids and like, they do things. It, it hits real different. Mm. When suddenly it's the exact same thing that happens to them. That was a sacrifice I feel like was made for the fan base more than Boba's progression because I think Boba's progression was made when he did the psychedelics. But we we could talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. well, you saying that just makes you think of when uh, the the train comes by and they're shooting and and, and it's just it's sense, senseless death. And Man. you know we see Boba walking carrying someone's body mm-hmm. as the same exact scene as anakin except reversed in every single way possible yeah so he's right. he's walking back with you know a, a tuscan died with this selfless act you know this senseless act of violence except it's just reversed he's mm-hmm. wearing all white anakin's wearing all, all dark colors it's um anakin did it in the daytime and he's doing it at nighttime um they but like the scene is just powerful because it's the same thing. Like there are people mm-hmm. who care for these people on both sides, yeah. and what happened to Anakin's mom is terrible. Mm-hmm. But what and happened that- to that Tuscan is terrible too. Yeah, and then all right. of them. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like also this whole thing of like people being like they humanized them just to kill them. I'm like, okay, one homie, that's life. Two, um, the, essentially the reason that that happened is because we went on this magical beautiful journey with Boba and with these people but that changed absolutely nothing for the universe that they exist in mm. they're still viewed as animals they're still viewed as disposable in the universe that they live on tattooing people still see them that way they weren't on that journey with us that was me you Boba and the Tuscans that wasn't everyone else around them so that was always going to be a thing until they cleaned up the planet until they like actually did something about the violence and the death that was happening there yeah yeah for me it feels like a failure of expectation and like um entitlement where both the fandom and the people who exist in star wars they have expectations for these main characters that we see um they have things that they want them to do what they how they want things to play out just like the fans have an idea of what they want and like how they want things to play out and both in the star wars universe and in real life you are not entitled to those things what will happen will happen and as much as you might not like it like i didn't like that the tuscans um died but it happened and i can't change that and i can't i can be upset about it but i can't be like that's not what i wanted so it has to be different i'm not the one writing the show i'm not entitled to that just like how unfortunately boba is not entitled to Boba's not entitled to being I don't know how to explain it without like sounding like an asshole but <laughs> Boba is not in, he wants happiness and I think he deserves happiness I do not think that the people of the Star Wars universe think that he is entitled to happiness mm-hmm. um they do not expect him to be happy they do not anticipate his happy ending so well, I, still, I still think it's a journey right because yeah, it's a journey. 
so like i don't think his journey's over but i think there's also just the fact that like he, he, even ending the season with i don't think this is for us means he wants to try on a different adventure you know he wants to do something different now because he realized this wasn't the happy ending he was hoping it was like he's kind of like all of us on a quest for whatever feels good and ends up being the thing like some people fall into the thing on that quest and some people don't and i think also another thing that's like really important to consider um about him is like the book of boba fett the title is really interesting because i kind of feel like it's a book in what you know like if you're thinking about the bible and i mean whatever bible they all have the same kind of arrangement i think um, if you're thinking about it, there's a lot of chapters and books of certain people, and it's it, it, <laughs> it has a lot of like extra characters and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's like important to consider. Um, yeah. yeah, I got brain brain decided to go sit down in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> my brain did the little croissant and jog off into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I, I got to shout out uh, Jedi Master DePaul. <laughs> it, it don't stop. Even if I'm on the show, it doesn't stop. <laughs> That's what happened. You know, we always uh, appreciate the, the support um, and just the support of the, the, this community in general. Again, I always say I didn't think I would be making videos online for people, let alone talking to strangers on the Internet. Right. That ain't that ain't right. Me. Literally, I had no expectation that it's people would care chocolate. about my opinions. <laughs> like, Man. I thought it was gonna be like, give me Ahsoka, or give me nothing. And the fact <laughs> that, like, my biggest videos have been me out of cosplay or me talking about stuff blows my mind. Uh, yeah. You are delightful. Uh, I've been meaning to have you on for a long time. Actually, you ghosted <laughs> me the first time, so. What? Okay. No, I, I was doing something really interesting and cool and <laughs> <laughs> no, Or I was like, I don't remember. It was one of the other. No, it's, it's all good. But no, I, and it was because everything that we're talking about, you know, in the universe and in the movies and in the Book of Boba Fett still applies at, at large because people will do things that we don't expect them to do. You know, you can't look at someone and say that's this is how they're they're going to be. Um, that's how I exist. You know, in in this community. Um, but I think that's just the beautiful message that has been coming out in both you know Book of Boba Fett and in the Last Jedi. I think they've made it very clear that you know these characters are like King Arthur. You know, mm. when you, when you are young Arthur. And you're an amazing warrior and you pull the sword out of the stone and, you know, Merlin teaches you your tricks and all this stuff. That's awesome. And then you become king. And just because you're good at killing things doesn't mean you're going to be a good king. Those are two different jobs. They yes. require very, very different skill sets. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just just because... We started The Sopranos and, yeah, Junior is, is, is making mistakes. And I, it's, it's kind of the same energy. Like you come in and you're the boss and you think that you can can do things the same way that you did. I also want to re-examine the fact that Boba came in and was like, hey, Pikes, listen, here's what's up. I'm going to tell y'all what's what. Y'all are going to pay my people 
and y'all are going to run us our money and that's it. And then right. next thing you know, that got collected. Also, overarching theme of no half measures because consistently, every time someone sent a pike back to deliver the message, something awful came back. So it's sort of like, let's, how about we, like, full measures, full measures only when dealing with them. And I think that's what the finale was. Also, can we talk about, probably shouldn't have been seven episodes, probably should have been uh, more. There's shooting yes. constraints, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Shooting constraints, COVID. Yeah. Stuff, uh, yeah, that's stuff. what I meant. Like, <laughs> like, I, like I, I agree with that. I definitely would have loved to see Boba bond with his Rancor a lot. Yes. Like, yes, yeah. we knew he was going to ride. We knew he was going to ride with that thing. Like anyone who saw him in the rancor, oh, this is my pet. I was like, fantastic. He's going to be on this thing at some point. Can't wait to see it. But Same with me and Quentin, yeah. Show kind of, <laughs> but like show kind of yada yada over him, um, over him just like, okay, now I'm on this. And that was something I would have changed. I also would have changed how the rancor was calmed down. Granted, it was great to see Groku utilize his force powers, but I was hoping that the rancor would only have been calmed by Boba, seeing Boba and then yes. coaxing yeah. it down. And then and then I think that would have been powerful for the people of um, Mas Espa to see that he calmed this beast down. He gets back on it. He was like, this is my town. And he's talking to whoever, like the, the remaining pikes get out. It was like, that would have been awesome. Like it would have established like, oh yeah, he's that dude. Like mm -hmm. this is this is the guy who's going to be keeping us safe. But, also, like, no, I'm not no saying I didn't like what out. we got, but no pikes. No, no pikes. We don't do out. that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Also, for some well, reason, I, really I want to see him fist bump the the rancor. I just I just wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, such a little squishy. Dude, that was sick. And then the rancor's like. <laughs> 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 Them giving them giving Chrysant and the melon, I, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, rewarding the real MVP. <laughs> when he threw that guy and shot him in the chest, I that was it. amazing. That was the best. Well, I was like, that man's chest is already concave, and he was like, I'm gonna shoot you for extra measure. Transoceans this whole time, guy. Like, granted, like I like I, I remember seeing that episode where he was in the bar and he transoceans. So I was like, he's gonna beat them up. Like, there's right? no way he doesn't. Because you know Wookiees and that, and that's like Chrysanthemum's like Black Air Force energy. He's like about to beat these guys up. Get another <laughs> sip of his uh, Wookiee Wookie Hennessy and got up and started beating them. Like, oh, 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 <laughs> and then he was trying to coach him out. He was like, "All right, I'm gonna leave ripped off the arm." I was like, yeah, I, mean, right. I, "I get it." Like, put it on my tab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, threw the change at her. Yeah, whatever. I'm out of here. This is arm. Like he, like he was can. really. It was really cool to see him because, like, one, it's a comic book character that they put into the show. <laughs> well, like, think about that. We got comic book characters put into the show, <laughs> and the <laughs> elements, man. <laughs> Oh, we gotta get that at the fuck that on um, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make the shirt. I got pushed. That's that's, that's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the shirt. I'm make it you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, all right, Happy so Black Month, by the way. Huh? <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> 
Uh, but that was that was another thing that's fascinating about the show is like it's it's all they're all aging people of color. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah, because yeah. Santa's another one where you know uh, we had our our delightful queen remind us that he was um, like an NCAA uh, player who was you know underpaid and uh, overworked and and all that sort of stuff, a legend of, of sorts. Um, but no, like he was a gladiator and he yeah. you know was uh, partaking in blood sport and all that sort of stuff. And I think that is a really fascinating. And B, it tells you a lot about um, why he's so loyal to whoever hires him now, because that's not what's required of him anymore. He's mm -hmm. required to be around. And he, he his love language is obviously acts of service. And so that's why he was so upset <laughs> when the husbands, you know, were like, you know, when Stepbro was like, no, nah, we're out, we're good, we don't need you anymore. And uh, he went. He, he jogged off to to, to go hit the Hennessy and uh... <laughs> the Hennessy. <laughs> I need a drink of that shit. Uh, <laughs> to condition him to with the yak. With the yak. Oh my god! He didn't sit there looking drunk as hell. Like, oh, he was killing it. Oh, he was killing it. He was a few minutes like, man, they, they they got rid of me. Man, I can't believe. Oh, this favorite Ruffin. He was a and he's looking at some transgressions. Look at them over there sitting there thinking they better than me. I'm a big guy. Like, 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 he didn't say anything to you, sir. Like, <laughs> hey, did you see the tradition's tra 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 face when he like he like looked like what the fuck I do? <laughs> right. <laughs> like there are a he's bunch of young his eyes are darting back and forth like come here. He's like, hey, yo. <laughs> He's like, oh, so y'all gonna come over here and hunt me, right? Like, we're playing poker. We're <laughs> you. Put me down. <laughs> hey, I know oh, your arms grow back. So, yeah, they you do. know. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, they... if we had limbs that grew back, I still wouldn't want nobody to rip my arm off. <laughs> that's not the point. I suppose that's a valid. <laughs> I mean, Pickle will tell you, you know, like that. It don't feel good. <laughs> You can, yeah, get it right back, but it, it don't feel good. It hurts. Like, right. Inside, you can't, you can't do that a lot. Uh, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, uh, my my character uh, of my my dream guy in Star Wars was Thrawn for a very long time because uh, he checks a lot of, yeah, he checks a lot of boxes for me. But oh my god, when they when they dropped Chrysanthemum, they appealed directly to my toxic. Uh, dudes in bands and uh, <laughs> dudes who tell you that you know I'm not good enough for you uh, type beat like yeah that's that man wow. and he's <laughs> nice. I, I think he's worked past it and now he's ready to be there you know I, I would not lie <laughs> he's ready to open up and, and, and be be real yeah <laughs> when, when he premiered I, I ain't shitting you I went online I was like Cranston cosplay costume how much now because <laughs> right. i was like finally i can dress up as this guy this is gonna be fantastic oh, i already man. got the height why are you both so tall right i'm six five dude like i'm a i'm a big I'm six dude one. you six five yeah i'm, oh, a, okay. I'm a big dude i'm six one like, this is what this, this is why like when i tell people i'm into nerd stuff like they just stare at me like, really? Like you're so so tall? Yeah, no, that 
that that makes sense. Like you're black too tall and tall to be a nerd. Into nerds. Get out of here. <laughs> right, you. What a waste of height. <laughs> right, that's the. Oh, other I thing hate that. that. They're like, so what do you? Oh. So what do you like to do? Probably play basketball. It's like actually, like I like football, and I, I like to sit at home and read books. Like that's that's my thing. I'm a homebody. Sorry, I don't I don't want to go outside. What's that you say? You like to throw books. Like those books. It was funny. It's like I'm I'm five eleven, but I, I I'm huh. still short in this conversation. <laughs> you're I think I win. Tall. Yeah, I think I win in the shortness. Uh, bowl. How tall are you? I'll tie everyone's shoes. How tall are you? I'm. Uh, I look. I pointed at you like you knew, but you knew. <laughs> um. I'm five ten. I am tying everybody's time? shoes in this chat. Wow. How tall are you? Five two and a half on an incredibly great day. <laughs> oh, you are small. Yeah. That's okay. Size matters not. Oh. That's why I love. That's why I love Mason Yodes. He's great. Um, he's the bomb.com. and I could like. <gasps> Shush! Oh my gosh! No, I'm I'm I am five I'm five four now. How about that? <laughs> Just out of beef, like I got I got that extra spinal height because my chest is full and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't need a fancy ladder at the library. Right? I sure don't. Yeah, no, I think that one of the things is like somehow even though I'm like two foot nothing. I have really long legs for my height, and that works for Ahsoka, so it just sort of ends up looking like I'm taller than I am. Um, but no, I'm about four foot 18. You said four <laughs> foot 18? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here drawing cackle like, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, all right, well, let's... So to kind of come back to, to things and, and start uh, uh, wrapping up here, um, what do you think, what do you guys think we need next? Or is there anything that you would like to communicate, you know, about us brown people you wish people knew or would, would accept or, um, you know, what, what do you think we need in, in the fandom going forward to make it more accessible? I saw, actually, I've been thinking about this, and what resonating with me a lot is just the representation and what has hit the, the phrase, there's more of us. We need to show that so much more because I didn't, I truly didn't understand how important representation was until these past few years because it allows people to open that shell and be yourself. I mean, you remember as kids, we used to play superheroes and cowboys and all stuff like that. You you didn't care what people thought until somebody told you, no, you can't do this. And then you came on hearing that. We kept on hearing that all our lives. And then it's like, okay, we can't do that. But now we got adult money. We can do that. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> What you talk, excuse me, sorry, Chaco. Screw what you talking about. <laughs> and we got to show everybody it's okay to do that. And Disney, like all these companies, they're going to do it because they, they see, hey, 
they got dope money let's give them what they want so it allows people to it gives everybody the voice and it's help even help me heal on certain things so just being yourself being true and don't not because guess what there's always gonna be negativity out there there's always gonna be negativity as long as there's positivity there's gonna be negativity and there's good there's gonna be bad but as long as we keep on going at it and support each other and keep on doing what we're doing that's all we can do you must be true to your heart Yeah, how about you, uh, Zenobia? Um, I feel like there, in the fandom in general, needs to be an understanding that us getting representation is not taking representation from anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like it's a finite cake where if you get a slice and I get a slice, now there's less slices for everybody else. Um, This is not a finite source. Anybody can be into it. And there are hundreds upon hundreds of Star Wars characters it should not be an issue if a decent amount of them are brown or black coated or just straight up like black people. That shouldn't be a problem because it's not taking from you and it's simply giving me something that you have always had access to. Like in the original trilogy, we had what? Lando and then we had Mace Windu, and then we had Finn. There, what one per trilogy? No, black people exist in more than that. Right, right. So, us being allowed to exist not only in the real world, hi, hello, we're real, but also in Star Wars, like that shouldn't be that far of a stretch. They have sand mammoths for crying out loud. <laughs> I love how you say that though. Just just being allowed to exist because. It, it feels like a lot of times they feel a need to justify why this person is black mm-hmm. here. And you're like, or, or, or their parents were just black and they're just here. <laughs> like that, that's a thing that happens too, you know? No, no, no. You see mermaids live under the water and darker skin oh, tones no. come from sun. Don't get so- me <laughs> Started on that oh, nonsense. Man. I had a full argument with one of my friends in a Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm talking about we are <laughs> at the top of our lungs. And I'm sitting there, I was like, that doesn't make sense. But a Jamaican crab makes sense. That's what you have. <laughs> that makes sense. That made sense. He has full on big pink lips the whole night. A Jamaican crab makes sense, but not a black area. I was like, if you don't just, just get out, oh my goodness, you're paying the tap. Get away from me. Just so. <laughs> so dumb i was so frustrated the the funniest the funniest part about that conversation specifically is y'all know this isn't the original little mermaid tale right right right. okay disney took a tale that was horrible by the way um (laughs) that was rough and had a super sad ending uh right and then they were like you know what we're going to recontextualize it we'll change it for our audience today to give them something that they'll enjoy and like why wouldn't they do that exact same thing again like if you're mad that it's changed from the version you like but the version you like is not the original version then you have to be able to respect anyways that's a whole that's a whole side yeah that's a whole nother rabbit hole (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a whole 
But what was the original question? Because I, I lost. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the original <laughs> question, and I guess it was it was kind of meandering. It was a few questions, but it's it's what what needs to happen um, moving forward in in our in our community, or what type of thing you wish that other people just could know and could understand. Uh, I wish people knew that, like you can have black and brown and queer and anyone in these stories nothing changes about these stories it just adds to that world you have more perspectives that they have their own stories it's a human experience obviously we're talking about star wars so human alien whatever you want to put there it is a person's experience a being's experience that is being put into this universe what does that take away luke is still a white guy nothing changes there like it's it's still star wars it's just richer and fuller who doesn't want that it, it just makes it more interesting. And I also think we need to have, people need to see more of us coming out, having these conversations, who who, who do like these things for the, I guess the next generation or the other generation of people who feel that, oh, maybe I can't really get into this. Oh no, this guy likes Star Wars. He looks like me. This guy likes Star Wars or this girl likes Star Wars. I can add my voice to that. Just simple representation. We just need to continue doing what we're doing and do more of it. And I think it's just gonna grow from there. Yeah. yeah that's that's beautiful i, I love it um, and uh oh your thoughts wait, just, yeah let's go um i think there's a couple of layers to this i want to say like first for everyone overall in the community i want to push everyone to question why they feel the way they feel about stuff um i want i want people to examine their internal biases, to examine um, the things that sort of push them to feel how they feel, um, hate the things they hate, like the things they like, because you can learn a lot about yourself and you can also learn about a lot about the media that you're consuming. Mm -hmm. And also for minorities, I think it's really important to do what I like to do uh, which is two watches, like where one where you watch from a critical standpoint or your like knee-jerk emotional um, identity-based standpoint. And then you remove that suit and you watch it from a purely critical standpoint, like technical objective type stuff. And then you get the medium between the two or the mean, I'm not a math magician, okay. Uh, the mean or the medium or the average, whatever. And you look at what you have there because I see a lot that we've gotten really used to in the current state of things, having our comfort views, right? Having things, once we're off from work, once we're done with the day, we wanna watch things that make us feel better. And so when we go to our little happy place of like Star Wars and suddenly we're having to deal with like indigenous death and um, like heavier socio, like political type stuff, it it takes the wind out of those sails and it hits really different and it can cause a bit of like, um, oh, surface, like light trauma damage. So I think it's just kind of like if we are, <laughs> I like it like a minus 10 HP or something, but like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's, it, it, it helps. I was thinking to... emotional damage. Emotional, <laughs> emotional damage. damage. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, like for sure. So like, I think it's just really important to sort of like separate your identity um, from your watching, the things you consume from time to time, just so you can get a more robust view of things and you don't have this sort of like knee-jerk emotional reaction to things, which I've seen has happened a lot where people have kind of started like slating John Favreau as like a writer. And I'm like, I... Like there's, it's it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Or people saying that Robert Rodriguez, all of a sudden Robert Rodriguez is a bad direct Lord Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah, why was people saying, I'm like, I didn't get that. Like, I liked the series. I mean, it could have been extended some more, but I'm yeah. like. Yeah, I feel like the pacing of the writing, um, that, that was my issue. Like John Favreau as a writer is not bad. The mm-hmm. fact that he had no right. one to bounce his ideas off other than I think the guy who's his assistant, that's the other guy who's credited as a writer. It's just the two of them. And it's and like... I swear, I almost want to wager there were 10 to 13 episodes planned. Yeah. And then pandemic happened and they ended up having to saw a bunch of stuff down because there's a whole lot of answers. We never got a moment to deal with what happened in that um, in that cantina. No. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They right. kind of got yada, yada, my girl. Yada. I was like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. I was like, I think Bobo should have like a little bit more of a response here outside of like, well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, guess, I guess we're gonna get here though. Like out of respect or whatever. At least pour something out for him. Right. 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 Like something. I thought she was gonna have a bigger role in the series. I was kinda I thought she would have survived the explosion. I, I wanted to see her again. I was kind of disappointed by yeah. that. I I need to see the OG script because I am willing to wager a good like fifty dollars that there were <laughs> supposed to be More at least episodes. ten episodes because yeah. there's a whole lot of stuff that didn't really get fleshed out to the like you see it's very top heavy like the the first few episodes are slow and elaborate and you get to just savor all the flavors of like um, the character development and all this sort of stuff and then all of a sudden it's like bam bam and then we're in a gunfight. Yeah. With rancor, right. Dude, I did not think he was gonna get a war this season. I'm like, oh no, it's gonna, it's gonna get extended or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Damn, it's over. I thought for sure that was gonna be season two. I thought we were building up for like the the syndicate is coming. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now Boba has time. He has to gather his allies because it's about to go down. And then they were like, in the next episode, I'm like, oh, like, oh. right now then, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> in the next like, episode right now, oh, of oh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> No, right. can you can you name for me any Pike? Name any Pike? Pike Tyson. The dead one. <laughs> um, that one Pike they dealt with from Clone Wars. That guy. Yeah. Yep. The one that arrested Ahsoka. Yep. So I, I just yeah. think like they 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 don't um as villains they, they were underdeveloped and and I think. To, to what you're saying, I'm sure that was not intentional. You know what I mean? I'm sure that was there was there was a lot more um there had to be a lot more planned and, and we just just didn't get to it. Uh also real quick shout out to uh Beings of the Galaxy podcast. I don't I don't know if it, y'all listen to it. It is wonderful. It's a narrative podcast um by Camilla where it's telling the stories of just different people that you would normally see in the background of these Star Wars stories. Mm-hmm. Expertly written and voice cast. Um, you know, I mean, I, 
my, my voice may or may not be on an episode. Um, <laughs> oh, look at this go. Okay. <laughs> but but definitely check it out because uh, Kimmel is an excellent writer and I'm just happy to be a, a part of it. Okay. Um, yeah, I awesome conversation. I, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and talking with us and just just hanging out because this is what I what I love is once we get to the part where we're just you know speaking freely and and chilling. That's it's just the best. Um, I, I do want to see if you guys have any any closing thoughts um, or, you know, and it once again, let us know where we can find you and anything that you guys want to plug. Um, yeah, so I will go to uh, Synovia first. Um, so any closing thoughts? Um, I've said it once. I'll say it again. Ahsoka Tano is black coded. Um, if you don't agree with me, that's a you problem. <laughs> but um where you can find me i'm on tiktok at flannel flannel and i'm on twitter at flannel flannel one because somebody stole that username and i can't have it <laughs> so uh check that out non-star wars things to plug i said it in the beginning i have a flash fiction piece in issue three of chaotic merge magazine um it's about lesbians so check it out Hmm. All right. Uh, uh, quick question for you. Yes. Um, and, and I guess for for everyone, but like, I feel like Ahsoka, like especially young Ahsoka, super super black coated, and I feel like she started to lose that in yeah. later oh, on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, her feature, her features definitely changed. I made a video in um. I did a collab with Star Wars Facts Guy where I talked about the fact that in Rebels, um, her nose gets longer and straighter and her lips get thinner. Mm -hmm. um, she loses those facial features that make her look like a little black girl. Um, and it's like, why, why'd you do that? <laughs> why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, I saw that was interesting. Okay, so so I'm not the only person noticed. Um, awesome. And... Uh, uh, can you for 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 Hannah in the chat, uh, also known as Discount Bocatan, uh, where where can she read that story again? Um, so chaoticmerge.com. Um, they the magazine issue three is free, the online version. So you can check it out. It's called Fixations. Um, it should be on page thirty three. So yeah. All right, perfect. And um, yeah, how about you, uh, DePaul? um closing thoughts uh i don't, I don't have anything to plug besides um the conspiracy cantina uh check us out on youtube uh once we get back on, up and going again um but we have some episodes out there you can always uh, watch uh on uh tiktok jedi master DePaul, and for as the black coded character i think who's black coded I mean, it's kind of uh, a given, but L3. Like, when yeah. I first heard that vote, voice was like, whose auntie is this? Because... <laughs> like, she... <laughs> I've actually never thought about it, and it, and it works, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is in that suit? <laughs> and even her hips and everything, I'm like, oh yeah, she black. <laughs> I don't care what anybody say. So, Freedom Fighter yeah. L3. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and Onyx? 
Um, you guys can find my Star Wars content on Onyx Artists 32. That's what I'm on on TikTok. Um, shameless plug is going to be to my webcomic and comic again, which is uh, Zadora Chronicles. You can find us on Inbeyond.com, and you can find us on Webtoons if you're looking to see what I'm writing. I, I just write it. I have an artist. His name is Scuba Steve. You can find him on TikTok, too, and I'll tag him in some of the videos so you guys can follow him. Uh, Black-coded character? I can't think of one right now i mean there's piccolo but i can't <laughs> the best dad green dad but i can't think of any anybody else off the top of my head you took a soaker from me and that was that was pretty much where i was gonna go because i'm like she was definitely coded black and they uh they kind of changed that not so subtly as she became an adult but mm -hmm. what are you gonna do okay uh, well she, she's she's back <laughs> Te technically yeah. oh, no, no, she, well, i mean she's back Cosplay, true, true. You're right, you're right. Honestly, if you look at all the Tigrudas, they're kind of all black coated. So, them and Twi'leks, I felt like. Yeah. Uh, Twi'leks always gave me more of a, a Romani vibe. Um, really? But but I, I do I do know that they did take uh, some like Kenyan uh, culture and pieces that they used for Sheely and and for a lot of the stuff for the Takuda's homeworld. So yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a thing for sure. Oh, now uh, if you don't mind me asking though, Onyx Artist is writing the art that's implied in Onyx Artist. So, yes. Yes and no. Well, yeah, it's part of it because I also do photography, so I do I I do the writing, but I also take pictures. So it's those are kind of the two things that I put as the artist. But the Onyx comes from just Pokemon. I really like that Pokemon. Like, I liked Onyx. And when I was younger, I was like, oh, Onyx is black, and I'm black, and I'm going to use this as my name. And now as an adult, I was like, I'm, I I chose those words. So I'm just going to stick by this. That's my man. I'm going to stick beside him. So, <laughs> I mean, where do you think Darth Chaco comes from? Uh <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> similar story, similar story. Uh, I've been Darth Chocolate on everything for like Death 10 Chocolate. years. And then uh, and the name was taken on TikTok. So I went Darth Jocko. And then that's when I got popular. So it is what it is. <laughs> uh, how about you, Nidra? All right. Hi, I'm Nidra. I'm an Ahsoka Tano cosplayer, a film school dropout, an iOS developer, and someone who thinks way too much about Star Wars. Um, and uh, my black coated character is my king, uh, Black Chrysanthemum. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, I don't know, uh, what am I plugging? Um, I had mentioned it briefly, uh, whenever that was, I was, I have no concept of time anymore. Um, <laughs> whenever I was on whatever podcast that was, but I recorded, um, a Star Wars adjacent thing with a coworker of mine for our talent show. Um, and I'm going to be posting bits of that soon. Um, and uh, yeah, I think this will see it. I'll, I'm going to be posting longer form content on my YouTube because uh, the 60 second restriction for me on TikTok is just overwhelming because it's either 60 seconds or three minutes for me. There's no in between. And, <laughs> and so I would rather just like, go uh, full throttle with uh, a long form. I'm definitely doing a long form video on uh, episode three of the Book of Boba Fett. 
Um, but I definitely do want to go in depth about um, the overarching themes of aging and rejecting certain aspects of masculinity that the Book of Boba Fett has delved into. And so that's me. Uh, follow me on TikTok, Nidra Loves Cosplay, if you uh, want to hear the little 60 second bits. Um, I'd say follow me on Twitter, but I really can't. I don't like seeing people on my timeline that I don't follow. I like controlling that, and I don't like being force-fed toxicity <laughs> that I didn't sign up for. So Nidra Loves Cosplay on TikTok uh, is, is the best place, and Insta, if, if you're into that sort of thing. Awesome. Perfect. Uh, Camilla in the chat says uh, King Santi. Uh, yep, King Santi for the win. Or as some people like to call him, Chublaca. Chublaca. Yeah, and then just, just to, to close out, once again, thank you everyone for, for coming. Um, for me, the thing I, I really want everyone to, to understand is that we're all here all this all the people like this is an all black panel and it's still incredibly diverse all of us have different interests different entry points different and and that's just that's just how it goes and i, I love getting to have these conversations and if you are th these are the conversations we need to be having with each other you know if you see someone give their rankings of star wars movies you shouldn't be looking to see if theirs is the same as yours. You should be hoping that it's different and then engaging with that person and being like, wow, what did you see in this that I didn't? Sure. Those are interesting and fascinating conversations. The differences between people is what makes this stuff interesting and that's how you get the depth. Um, so if if that's not how you feel, I would I would examine that and sit with those feelings and understand that a lot of us carry things with us that we don't want maybe we don't want to embrace or address ourselves i have my own you know internal biases against black people and I, look at me you know like if i have them i know everyone has them you know and and so right. those conversations are worth having with yourself and not getting defensive um about it we're all fans. We all love this stuff. Uh, l let us sit at the table. <laughs> we stop eating that unseasoned chicken. That's <laughs> not being ashy. <laughs> and don't be ashy. All right, get them elbows. Um, all right, everyone. <laughs> With that, I will go ahead and conclude once again. Thank you, and may the